Happy Halloween, Thrivers. Welcome to Thrive Halloween Edition. Today we have Romina Icaza. She's a photographer, journalist, tarot card reader. She's going to tell us about her childhood. She's going to... She had a wild childhood. She was raised with lions and tigers. And she's going to tell us that story. And, and, and how she loved her childhood being raised with all these animals. And how that has translated to some extent to her relationships with friends and partners. And she's also going to tell us about her life in Spain. She lives in Madrid right now. And she currently is a tarot card reader. She's writing, She's a writer. She's writing her book. And she's also reading the tarot to people. And, and she's going to tell us about the principles of tarot reading. As well as the principle from which it, she based it on. A sort of a spiritual tradition called alchemy. It's a very interesting episode. And I'll leave it here to you. I hope you have fun guys. Romina, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Christian. Um, I know we had some audio audiovisual difficulties, but it looks perfect right now. So thank you. great. Yeah, I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Um, so before we were talking a little bit about, okay, let me introduce you, Romina, Romina Casa. Yeah. We met in Ecuador and you're a good friend of mine. And yeah. Yeah. I miss you. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you do a lot of stuff. You have a, a, a super interesting life. You're a journalist, you're a photographer, pretty good photographer, pretty good journalist too. You've been, in, you. not only are you a journalist, yeah, but you've been in this very intense journalism papers, right? I, I know there's this hardcore, violent paper that you used to work on and you used to yes. go to really like the extra. <laughs> the extra. Yeah, yeah. So tell us the story about the extra. Oh, well, when I was like 17, I started to study journalism. And I figured out that I really like uh, the newspapers for the pictures. So I began to take pictures to do in my, my homework for the university. So someone uh, saw my pictures and offered me like a practice for one month, only for one month. And it was the Diario Expresso. And the other uh, newspaper they had, it was a group. It was the extra that was really violent and also has the Luna Sexy, the, the naked girl. So I. Sexy used Mondays. to take photos of murder people and uh, sexy girls naked was really, really crazy. Oh, that's an interesting contrast. Huh. Yes, I was like 17, 18 years was really shocking, but also uh, a really good, good experience. Like uh, I could, uh, that offers me the opportunity to see my country and also the world in other ways. And, in a big, uh, I don't know, uh, it's like you can be in the news, not only see it uh, or read it, you can be in the news, like you feel it. Sometimes you have to take part of that, but because that affects you in some way. 
and it obviously uh, gives you uh, the I don't know how to say it uh, the vision of yourself too like uh, you can see uh, your inner stuff through uh, the things that you are I don't know taking the pictures writing about I don't know if, uh, if you understand me <laughs> yeah no, I, I understand what you're saying now it's interesting because you could be taking pictures of, of a, in a normal newspaper but we're talking about a very sensationalistic newspaper where I'll, it's like very gruesome pictures of everybody that got murdered that day and and you were the one taking the pictures of people getting murdered all the time which just seeing them the picture is kind of traumatic i can't even imagine being like in the place where murder was committed like 30 minutes ago and you have to be there taking pictures probably maybe sometimes even before the police gets there right like yeah like, exactly sometimes we were uh, there before the police and the police get crazy like how you doing <laughs> i don't know we were looking for that uh, but it's crazy because at first it was a shock for me like i don't want to do that but and i have to find my own uh, way to show that and uh, and my and and also uh, that my uh, chief asked me for that right so i have to offer something that he could be like okay this is acceptable like okay okay so i have to figure it out how to do my stuff and also give him what he wants it was really crazy yeah yeah and kind of dangerous too right like what if yeah, you're in this place somebody just got murdered and and maybe the killer's there maybe the killer's there you're like checking you out taking pictures i don't know i mean sounds kind of dangerous to me yes exactly i was a girl with a camera i was and also you know ecuador is very dangerous in some ways like you can go out and walk with your camera because it's too much you can do that like here i can do it in madrid i love that like you can walk it's the freedom is something that uh nothing can face it's really really nice to be here for that but there it was really crazy uh i always uh go with the with a journalist too so i have back at that that day so back in that day so i feel like confident in certain way but you have to be aware all the time and i remember when i was in this scenes people say don't be afraid of the dead be afraid of the living okay 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 the catchphrase of like ah oh, what's this show the zombie show the walking dead i think that's what they say in the walking dead yeah damn okay so you did that for a while now you're, you're in madrid and you're yes. working there and you're also working on writing a book and you're all also working on like you just got accepted to this master chef show so you're gonna be yes. cooking a lot yes yes i am applying again i used to um, uh, two years ago i applied and then i was in the in the show but um at that time i was other person i was so shy i'm still shy i'm a nervous person and i'm trying to control that right and i'm 33 years old now so I don't feel, I, I don't know, I see myself as a little girl, like I like to play uh, and, I, and now that I'm 33, I'm figuring out that I have to be uh, a woman too. So I'm trying to, to play with the girl and to be the woman. So it's the time that uh, I can show that I can do uh, 
my magic. I have my magic, my personality, uh, my gift. I love cook, for example. So, and I want, uh, I really, really want to have my own restaurant here in Madrid. So I am applying that for, that's like, I, mm. I want to make that dream come true. You know, it's an opportunity these days. It's very hard with the COVID. I try to to set up a, a restaurant here in Madrid with my friend, but it's really difficult these days for the COVID and all the things that is happening in the world. But I think this is a good opportunity so I can show my art too. So that's, that's what I'm doing right now. Besides the writing and the pictures, I'm trying to do... Um, to appreciate the time that the COVID gave us to try to, I don't know, to express myself in several ways, like not stop myself from being, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I, yeah, I do medicine, but I like to do podcast. I like playing guitar, I like running. I like just like, I don't know, eating. I, I'm not much of a cook. I'm not much of a cook, but I kind of like, I appreciate food. I certainly do. Of course, everyone appreciates food. <laughs> it's a, I don't know, it's a pleasure. It's really, really good. I love to cook for other people and see their faces when they are eating. Like, are you happy? Yes, I'm happy. It's like, it's like, it's a language of love. Like, you care uh, other people through food that we need. We need to eat, but it can be a pleasure too and make us happy. You know, it's like, that's my thing with the cooking thing. It's my thing. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh i don't know sometimes i don't i i i can't do it for me all the time because uh sometimes i don't know how to take care of myself but uh, if i uh, have some people my friends are in home i like to cook for others and makes me feel uh, good like share is uh i don't know something that makes you feel expansive in a way i don't know sometimes i can do it for me but i'm trying to learn to take care of myself through that. Now, tell me about this book. I know it's a book about your life and, and the name yep. in Spanish is uh, Romina de Leones y otras fieras. <laughs> so, right, like that would be... Romina, no, Romina es la niña, pero el título sería... Uh, the, the title would be La niña de los leones y otras right. fieras. Right, right, so the girl. The, so the girl belonging to lions and another wild beasts. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it, well tell, tell me, tell me, tell me what you think, please. So, so where's that name coming from? Uh, well, 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 I don't know. I used to grow up um, with lions, also tigers, big dogs, deers, horses. I love animals. And okay, I think wait, I'm, wait. when you say that, what do you mean? Like you were raised with lions? Like were you in a zoo or were the lions around? Like was there were they in a cage? Like what? No, no, no. It wasn't a cage. It was in the house. Like I used to live with this with these animals in my house. I used to sleep with lions. Uh, I used to do everything with my uh, my animals. I used to communicate with them. I I used to talk with them after school it's like my life with was uh, surround these animals my my dad used to love and uh, he loves animals and he rescued he, res he rescued some lions from circuses so uh he came he bring these animals to our house so we raised them 
and in a certain way, the lions and the tigers raised me too. It was very beautiful. Uh, I start to uh, I started to develop a language of love through uh, this uh, animal instinct, instinct or vision. I don't know how to say it. It's like a, the language of the animals, right? Okay, so did it never happen that they try to eat you? Uh, no, we play a lot and we play a lot hard too. Uh, we used to play with the tiger that he haunts me and it was really uh, strong. It was really crazy because we run into the field and it was, and he uh, just grabbed me and only kissed me. He could, he could do that. He could like bite me and kill me, but I'm here. <laughs> we used to play it like that. It was, it was hard. It was really hard. It was uh, wild. No, it's not hard, it's wild. But, then, but it was beautiful. Like you, uh, in internet, you can saw uh, videos of uh, lions when they uh, see uh, again, they're human, right? And they, they run like crazy. And, and you know, if you notice that they do this with their heads, like in the, in the head of the human, that they need to feel your, your face. I love that, it's a very wild uh, play. Um, thing that they have wow it was I mean, really it sounds, beautiful. sounds beautiful but it but it also sounds scary as fuck <laughs> but they raised as your family and they were my family so uh i assume that they were they were my family and i was uh, uh like their child too you know i i was uh, i don't know how to say that i i how do you say I trust them. I trust them. I totally trust them. I was a child also, so I, maybe um, in that time I don't. I was unable to see the fear, right? I was, but I trust. I trust. And how old were the tigers? Like, how old did you hang out with them? Like big, big, like big with the all the the hair. Uh, it was. Uh, that's why I say it was a hard game. My dad used to have uh, all the 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 his his arms with I don't know how to say it the scratch uh, with the how do you say cross cross oh the claws yeah the claws the claws the claws and the and the teeth it was really really hard but wow. they were playful they want to play and love and share wow that's scary you know yeah. have you seen that Netflix show the tiger yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the tiger one, right? Yeah. And then there's some people that are taking care of the tigers, and one of them gets his whole arm eaten. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, um, uh, we know that, uh, and by that time, my dad has, he used to talk with the, how do you say, the domador? Yeah, the trainer. The trainer. Uh, we receive advice from them like there are some stuff that you never do like you can't do like uh, if you put the foot you can be around like you have to work back and that's it like there's some stuff that you can't do and you know it and there's some stuff you can do if you want to control the the lion and and, and uh, try to make him understand that you are in charge. There's some rules you have, of course. You need to follow that rules like very closely. It's 
it's very careful. Oh, what, what are of the rules? Of course, it's danger in a way, of course. My dad told me that very, very clear, like you can do all those stuff. And what are the rules to show that you're the boss? Yeah, well, the rules is an attitude. It's how you treat the animal in a certain way. You can play with them, but in, in a point you have to uh, take full responsibility. And it's like, I'm the one in charge. It's something you do with the nose, with your finger in the nose, like, hey, stop. Like, okay, I'm in charge. And they calm down. Mm. But it's a language. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like that's a that sounds like a wild childhood. Yeah, it was. sounds like fun though. Sounds like a lot yeah, of fun. Exactly. I used to train lions. It's like, but in my daily life, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then of course you're gonna go. The next natural thing will be to go some other crazy shit, or like like taking pictures of people dying. And, yeah, exactly. Or, or, Something or crazy. Murder or accidents, like uh, my first day uh, of a uh, job in Quito, when I moved to Quito, um, was uh, when an airplane crashed into a building. It was my first day of work there. So it was like really crazy, like go, 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 go. And I, okay, how I'm going to do to go there? And you have the police, the army, it was really crazy. It was a plane crash in a building, right? Uh, I remember I climbed, I climb something and I get into the building. I get there. It was really crazy. I feel so, I didn't notice. Like I was climbing uh, a hill to get into the building. It was really crazy. And when I get there, uh, the plane was still on. You can uh, hear wow. the sound of the And when the army noticed I was there, they were so angry. And I noticed that I was very, I, I, I were uh, very respectful, but like you could have died. Like that thing could have yeah, exactly. blown very out. Yeah, exactly. Explode, exactly. All right, all right. Yeah, but sounds like you, <laughs> there, there, there are some. Sounds like there are some things about danger that you just like. That you're like, okay, I, I guess that if I die, oh, you didn't know, you didn't notice. Like you were like you thought you were okay. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's for the lion thing, you know. I didn't notice the, 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 danger. the danger. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that interesting? So, okay, so sounds like there's a couple instances where, where there was maybe potential danger. But it's also not, it's also your tolerance to danger, yeah, right? Like, exactly. like, like when, with these lions, I mean, they never try to eat you. And no. so you, you feel like, okay, it's going to be fine. And then you correlate that to your life. Okay, there's, there's yeah. a level of danger that I can get myself into. And it should be fine as long exactly. as I, exactly. I, I, keep, I keep my shit together. And exactly. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, it may work for people. I mean, have you gotten yourself, like, into, like, that with people? Like, what do you mean? I don't understand the question. Oh, like... So, okay, so let me take five. This, this is psychiatry, like, of, of me yeah. thinking. So, okay, when, you're, when we're little kids, we, we really are assimilating as much information as we can of the world and how the world works. And, and we, at some point, when we're a little bit older, we're not assimilating as much anymore and what we do instead is that we create a model of our reality based on our childhood. 
and we act according to that model of reality. Yeah. So, so this is like a hypothesis that I'm creating right now. Like, could it be that when you relate to people, and and maybe like you would be relating to people that others would feel like, oh, that, that sounds like a dangerous person you're involving yourself yeah, with no, that, yeah that happens to me of course that happens to me and we used to talk about that before and that was the comparison uh from the first part of the girl with the lions you know because i in a certain way i transfer that to people right and i get myself into various scary situations in in relationships and also in friendships and of course the thing is that I have to be aware of that and not put myself in danger anymore. Uh, I'm a seeker. I, I feel that I have to search all the time. And that, that is one of the things that my instinct uh, asks me for go farther, but I have to uh, choose where to go, right? And that's the different thing. That's the thing I want to do in a different way uh, from the little child I used to be uh that doesn't understand the danger the wild beast you know it's it's so interesting because what i'm thinking right now is that what you said right like the lions would go and you would play and you, it was very well understood that it was a a game it was a rough game but it was a game yeah. and at yeah, the exactly. end of it the lion would not eat you right like it would like be very yeah. loving like of course there's always the possibility that if the lion wanted to do yeah. this he could or she could i don't know if it was a female line or male line, but but when with humans you, it's it, it could be that i i'm sure like, of course there's yeah. humans that exist that that can play a little bit tougher you know yeah. but while at the same time very loving and and it's it, it maybe it's hard to tease out the difference between a person that can be playing tough and a person that be that can be tough because of trauma, maybe, or yes, can be exactly. tough because of like, yeah, like vulnerability, insecurities, etc. And then it may seem like the same thing, but it's not like the same thing. No, it's not. It's not the same. Well, it's very hard to be uh, to express that, but because I don't want to give details, right? Because right. it's right. my private life. But uh, of course. Um, I think I transferred this vision when I uh, my my family used to rescue these little animals, like, and I transferred that sensation to other people. Like, uh, I can sense when someone is a uh, a scary animal, a little animal that it is scared uh, of society of of something. Like, I I empathize with that. I have that compassion, and I uh, make this. Uh, connection with that people and uh, but it's the other way it's dangerous too but i in a, some way i um, want to trust in the same way i used to trust with the lions that they don't going to eat me right, right. because i think the animals has this uh, natural order right and they are not mean uh, right. they are not um, in a trauma or something right but people right. are but some people are and in I used to get myself in a, some crazy trouble uh, because of some people. And, and that's the way, uh, I don't know how to say it, but 
I really uh, sense the fear in those situations. Mm -hmm. So I, I am aware right now that uh, I have to go back. No, I, I don't know if the word is that I have to take back this transfer I made, you know, in sense uh, some other people, uh, I don't know, the, you know, I understand what, what I mean, right? right. Uh, but I don't know if I have to take back that transfer or something, but I have to be more in a human way and take uh, care of myself and recognize myself as a human and use that animal language, but not, uh, not in people because I can't rescue people. Nobody can rescue other people. And you have to be so aware when you are in danger, right? Uh, right. you, there's some rules that you can go farther and I cross that rule some, with some relations with some relations with my uh, for example partners uh, so I'm trying to figure it out that and how the the girl with the lion affect me in my relations with those these days right it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's I not see like I want to go back but I have to heal that and make it uh, in my like I don't know like use it in a good way, mm -hmm. not in a dangerous way for me anymore. I don't know if I, if you understand anything that I said, I because I no, tried I, to. I do, I do, I do see what you're saying. And like a word that you brought up that is like in my mind right now is that you're taking care of them, right? Like it's different. One thing is to be playing. Another one is to take, taking care of them. Like it doesn't seem like when you were playing with lions, you were taking care of them. Of course you were in the sense that you were giving them food, but then in the moment you were playing, right? Like when you think of a- But you offer them like a, uh, like a habitat, right? You offer yes. them the family a habitat, you offer them that. Like when I saw other people in the same situation, uh, of course, seeing through these girls' eyes, right? That mm -hmm. the girls connect with the animals. You can see that in society and you feel the same way and you want to, uh, I, I used to, uh, wants to give that to that person, right? But it's, it's not the way you can't save anyone but yourself, right? Like right. now I'm, I'm on that. Okay, so the book's gonna be about this whole thing. Like, so yes, it's, it's be... your complete journey. Okay, so it's your journey, like the journey of, of your life. I, and we kind of I want to do it like a very poetical way, but not so technical. Uh, I want to be. Um, something more uh i don't know like a like oh even a child can can read it like i don't want to get into technical terms even though i need to as uh manage them right right you need to like understand them to on to know what it is that you're going to be talking about and but, but maybe you don't right like you can also speak in metaphors all the time exactly, exactly. And, as long as like it feels true to what you're saying and you're a very intuitive person so i don't think i like i'm excited i am looking forward to you finishing that book so thank I can read you <laughs> thank you okay and that's cool that's like it, it's kind of trippy how things that happen in our childhood correlate to our relationships and, and in terms of our relationship with animals, like that's interesting. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Um, I used, I have to figure it out after, and uh, uh, because I was I used to uh, I used to uh, I used to I don't know how to say I I was married. After my marriage uh, end, 
uh, I have to go to therapy. I decide to go uh, to sew one of my mother's and sister's therapy, uh, therapist. Um, and I know that I knew by the time that she will really understand me because uh, she knows all my background, right? The therapist knows all my background. So she uh, tried to make me connect how uh, things in my childhood, like dealing with lions, and I used to wear like a lion, lion's trainer, a tiger's trainer. When I was a child, I was really crazy. So she can... Uh, she made me do. She made me realize that, that I, I transferred that to my relationships. Mm. And it's also That's like, the way I figure it out. And well, this doesn't have to be like a, a therapy session. But what I'm thinking right now is that, I mean, if I have a daughter or a son, and I and I know <laughs> that I like saving lions, and I know these guys are dangerous. I mean, I don't know that I would like just throw the line in my house and, and, and let all my children play with them, right? Like, that's another thing that we have not talked about at all. Yeah, that's crazy, right? I think my mom was really scared by that time because uh, some days she asked me like, where you been? And I was, I was sleeping with the lions. It's like, for me, it's very was very very normal, and for her, it was like, no, it's really crazy. You can't do that. It's very dangerous. Like you can be alone with them, and uh, but never uh, that was never uh, a limit for me. Like wow. they were my family. I was with them all the time. But uh, my dad loves animals, and he trusts them. My mom, my mom was a, a little bit scared of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can imagine. Now, okay, but so you're in Madrid. You you left Ecuador and you're living now. Madrid's beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Beautiful. I love Madrid. You were here. Yeah, also, one uh, year ago. Yeah, that was yeah that that was like November a year ago, year. right? Like almost exactly one year ago was that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the, eleven days. Eleven days. Yeah, because I wasn't in in. I flew from Athens, and I know that the that the marathon was in November, and I flew right yes, after. Yes, exactly. I think it was the ten, obviously. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun, and I love your neighborhood. You have all these flamingos. Yeah, I love bars. I love my neighborhood. It's a really beautiful because it's like a small town, but in the big big city. Like I have very near from here uh, the the Gran Vía. Best via uh, the best the Grand Wild. I don't know how to say it in English. How how you compare that the Gran Vía? Um, so the Gran Vía. What is the Gran Vía? I don't know what that is. It's this big street with the big uh, station. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So I don't know that I can fully. I guess it would be like kind of like a Fifth Avenue. I don't think that there it would. It's something like that. Like it's like have a. Uh, a small neighborhood, a small town, but you have the Grabia so dear, everything is there. Uh, you can do uh, whatever you want at the time that, whatever, wherever, whatever you want. Like I, if I want to go and buy ice cream at 3 a.m., I can do that. If I want to go to a club at 6 a.m., I can do that. I don't do it, but you can do whatever you want. And uh, I have my community, like my friends uh, work uh, 
in the cafeterias or the uh, shops uh, downstairs. And my neighbors also are like part of a small community. Uh, we help each other. We spend a lot of time uh, together. It's very beautiful. Like I have my a small family around. Like you, I remember when you came, I was like, hey, everybody, he's my friend. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you knew everybody. You knew the, the chefs of, of the restaurant, like everybody. from your neighborhood. You knew like the homeless people around outside the street. They were friends with you and like we, we hung out with them for a little bit. Like you knew yeah. every single person in like 50 yards. Yeah, exactly. Place. I love that here in Madrid because not everybody is from here. It's like, I think uh, most of the people are in my same situation. They are alone here and we are trying to, I don't know, find our place and we share some things uh, or, I don't know, different tastes that we can share. It's like, uh, I have friends for, I don't know, from... Colombia, uh, Venezuela, uh, Francia, France, uh, uh, I don't know, from every part of the world. I have my small communities, like my small family. You know what, that's so interesting because... It's really nice, really nice to live here. It's, it, it's be what you're saying is beautiful. In, in the ones, on the one side, it, it kind of is like New York in the sense that everybody that comes to the city comes or not everybody, but the great majority of people that come to New York come alone and they exactly. try, to try to make their lives here and try to, to, to create a new, a new life for themselves. And then you make some friends, yeah, exactly. in the city, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I think you are an exception to the rule uh, here in New York uh, or, or in the US in general, people are very lonely and they don't make a lot of friends and there's a lot of depression and there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of social anxiety, especially here in, in, in the US compared to Europe, I think. I, I guess I don't, I don't know the epidemiological data of Europe that well, but, but on the other side, they have people like you that you really do go and make a point of remembering that everybody is in the same boat as you are. And then you end up making a lot of friends. Yeah. Just, exactly. just by being a, a little bit open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, I think I'm open to that because uh, if I see someone every day, three days in a row, say hello to you every day because I saw you every day. Who are you? It's like, it's my way. Or uh, I don't know, it's like if I'm going to see you every day around. I want to know who you are, what you like, uh, we, uh, what can we share, right? Like, I'm alone, you're alone, uh, let's be friends, let's be family, let's share, let's uh, share points of view too. It's like, uh, I don't know, to be more expansive, expansive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do have this openness that definitely helps enjoy life a little bit more just by yeah. relating to people. I remember that we were in that restaurant. It was like 2 a.m. It was closed and, and the chef was like, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll just keep it open yeah, for exactly. you. Exactly. Which, is, which is amazing. <laughs> right? like, yeah, exactly. It's nice. I don't know. Yeah. I like to uh, take care of, uh, of other people. My home is very open. My, my home is always open to my friends. 
I live, you know, where I live in a plaza. It's very beautiful. If you cross this street, it's a very important street here because our, all the uh, stores are there. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, I don't know how to say it, but it's only for walking. It's not uh, cars. Yeah, cars. cars are like available, yeah. Right? So my, my house is very, and you can see it from every point in this corner, right? So people is like, hey, hey, can I go? Oh, but yeah, of course, come, come, come. Like I receive people in my place almost every day. I, I share with my friends, with my neighbors. Uh, I, I like to read tarot. Oh, tell me about that. Yes, people always came for that, for the tarot. It's like, I want to ask something. Oh, and we have a really nice moment, you know, like we can share and talk in other language. Like the tarot is a really a special language, very artistic. And, uh, you know, the symbols are really important for me. I love alchemy. It's another way to talk, right? So uh, I think I like to be open in that way so I can share. Okay, I wanna hear about tarot and I wanna hear about the alchemy. What do you mean? Okay. Tell me tell me about it. Sounds like I need to know about alchemy before I know about tarot. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, I think you asked me before about my aha moments, right? Like mm -hmm. My aha moments. I think my aha moment was when I found the alchemy. It's like, aha, because like I said, I, have, I used to have this language of love and um, a language uh, in all the way of, um, from the animals, right? So I don't understand the things in a common language. That's why I can uh, read, uh, write so openly but I can't take pictures, right? I have uh, other kind of language. It's very, um, may maybe it's more, uh, I don't know how to say it, symbolic. Mm -hmm. So I discovered alchemy and I understand it. I feel it. It's like, oh, okay, I understand that that way because I, I can read uh, psychology, for example, but if I read it in alchemy in a parallel way, I will understand it better and I will feel it and I will feel uh, free to represent it in an artistic way or I don't know. So what, know? what is alchemy? Uh, what is alchemy? It's about uh, transmute. How do you say transmutar? Transmute? Yeah, transmuting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but more than that, I like the vision of the alchemist. The alchemist so their life, their own life, like a big um, obra, opus, how do you say? I have the, no clue. Oh, opus, the obra. It's like obra de arte, but it's not, you know, understand what I say? No? Is that like the work of art? Is that English. what you're saying? Work Latin of art? is opus. Okay, the opus. opus. The, the opus magnum, like, it's a... Um, I don't know, it's in an artistic way. They don't feel they themselves like art artists, but okay. more it's more like artifice. I don't know how to say how you say it, artifice. It's not an artist, it's when you give your life to art and you are an instrument, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. You become an instrument to create this magnum opus that I was exactly. just Googling. Exactly. And, and the and opus then... is your life and your uh, and your searching for the truth in some way so it's a spiritual path 
You're talking yes, about because the truth path. is the conscious is the goal. The goal is the it's the sun, the light, the conscious, the one, and everything. It's God, right? They saw their life like a big um, obra. I don't know how yeah. to say it. No, yeah, like a, like a work, like a big work of art, and yes, you know, like a big piece of art. It's like you put your life in that. You put your life in that. I'm going to do the best, and I will. I will always search, search for what, for light, for love, for meaning, uh, for God. It's like I want to seek all the time. Yeah, it, I, from my my understanding of what you're saying, and from what I have read maybe like in a couple of like wikipedia articles about uh alchemy it's, it's a sort of a spiritual tradition and and it really relates to what you're saying in the sense that it, it's about transforming yourself right like the what we have seen in the movies like some guy trying to transform like a metal into gold but yeah. this this is more like really your, your spirit transforming exactly. your, yourself into gold and gold being touch with everything with with the universe uh, is, is, i think that's is, is that right is that what what you were, exactly, were trying to say? Like, uh, you can transform uh your uh, i don't know how to say it because it's very technical and i used to read mm -hmm. it in uh, spanish it's the how you transform your vulgar metals into uh, the goal right it's like the journey to find that recipe for gold, that it, uh, the thing with the gold is like you can actually do it, but the gold wouldn't, wouldn't be a state like gold for much, much longer. Like it's like seconds that they transform again into their previous form. And the thing is like, uh, you can never say I am perfect or uh, uh, because you have to be uh, you have to be go farther than that all the time. It's like when you think you got it, no, it's you have to go and go more. It's your life. It's your goal is your life. Like I, you can I, have it. Like you go and search it after death. Actually, it's yeah, like it's like never ending. It's like never ending. information. And in alchemy, that. they use a lot of art astrology astronomy and and they love art they love art symbols and chemical compounds and that stuff so i cook i use my uh, i used to see myself like a alchemist when i'm doing my stuff i i like to i don't know to play like that i love art the vision of the alchemist i really i appreciate because it reunite a lot of things or practices you know like i don't have to define myself in one area i can uh, use everything every tool to go uh, where i want to be with the uh, i don't know in my um, in my path of self-discovery you know, understanding exactly of, of consciousness i really like what you said uh, when you said it's like an eternal search that it never really ends and this is something that a lot of the time we think we, we have all these goals in life right like we think oh i'm gonna get that job or i'm gonna make that certain amount of money or i'm gonna like get this do that get married have a child have a grandchild i don't know like we, we have all these goals in life and we think that as soon as we get that goal we're gonna be so happy and and it's exactly. and, and it's gonna be the end of all our suffering when 
that's not quite right. Like it never really lasts, no matter how good the thing that you get is. And I'm really just embracing life as an adventure to learn and do better all the time until we die. Exactly. I, I, it's like recognize the beauty of being alive, right? And I'm going to do my best in this time because it's not, it's not forever. I have this time. Uh, it's my play right now. It's my, like my match. I have to do it right now, okay? Like, I think alchemists um, find, I don't know, that way to saw it, like to never stop searching, right? Because the universe is so big that if we are we are only uh i don't know focus on what i have to do in the world like like you said i have to have that money and family about that time blah 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 but i'm not happy i'm not looking for the meanings that makes me feel alive and makes me appreciate this amazing incredible universe and the fact that we are alive of course life is very difficult these days but if we don't do the effort to go further on and look further. We'll be suffering because uh, there's more, much more than that, right? It's much more than that. You have to go and look. Yeah, I, I feel like every time I think that I'm getting too comfortable, I get start getting a little bit bored and a little bit depressed. And, and, and from that, it always comes this moment where I feel like, no, 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 I'm going to push it a little bit more. And every time I push it a little bit more and get out of my comfort zone a little bit more, just life becomes amazing for a while. Yeah, you know? it's, it's exciting. Yeah, it becomes more exciting and I grow as a person and I start seeing things like my relationships with everybody around me and the things surrounding my life just become a little bit deeper and I, and I understand them from a different angle that I maybe didn't understand before and then I get comfortable with that angle and then I get comfortable with, with, with the way of handling my relationships in this new way and then same thing happens right like okay now I'm used to it now I'm getting a little exactly. bit bored now I'm getting a little bit depressed so let's push it again and so on and so forth until you die. I mean, but, but really, like, I'm saying, quote, unquote, a little bit bored and a little bit depressed. But even this boredom or this depression is, like, happiness in contrast to what I w would have thought. Like, way more happy, like, significantly stronger happiness than what I would have thought happiness was 15 years ago. Yeah, exactly. It's a better state of mind, right? It's a better mm -hmm. state of mind and comprehension or consciousness. Like yeah. you saw yourself, uh, you see yourself in, in, I don't know, in other step. You are not in the same um, um, storm, right? Mm -hmm. You can, it's like you can go through the storm. Yeah, it's more of a, a little bit more of a lake, even if it looks like a storm in the outside. Yeah, exactly. But you can, uh, the thing is like, get through it and go, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, I see what you're saying. I think I think that we're clicking exactly what we're trying to say. Now, so from alchemy, you were talking about tarot. So you're reading. Yeah, that's what my you... way to. That's my way to share the alchemy with others, maybe, because okay. I, uh, I start to um, to study the tarot. 
but I noticed that the tarot is something very intimate. That you have to uh, understand the pictures and the symbols, the colors. Uh, it's um, it's very artistic. The message is very artistic. You can uh, simplify them, right? So when I am um, playing tarot with other people, I try to explain them uh, how I saw that, the, uh, how I see the, the card, and in a way that they can uh, connect and solve them too, right? It's very beautiful. It's my way to share, share the, the alchemy. I don't know how to say it. Okay, so... They are like uh, special messages uh, from, uh, I don't know how to say it, like um, gold world, you know? I don't I know. It's like yeah. a, a very pure message that doesn't um, change in time, right? This is an essential, an mm -hmm. archetype, right? Uh, it's, the, it's the word. Yeah, I, I think that, so if we take a step back and talk a little bit about ta the tarot cards, they tell the story. So there's like a, 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 a journey that they tell a story, right? Like, and, and it's, this is kind of, or at least very similar to Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. So you talk about the hero's journey and these cards say different things about the journey. Yeah. And, and they, they, they also have other stuff, uh, if I'm correct, like not only the hero's journey, but also elements and numbers and everything exactly. has, a, has a meaning. And then you can utilize this as a way from the, psychology, uh, from the psychological standpoint, we would talk about it from like a thematic appreciation test. It, and what that means is that you can project your unconscious mind into the images of what's going on. And then you use the context of what's happening in the life of the person and, and your understanding of this thematic appreciation and your understanding of the hero's journey and, your, uh, and, and use them all together to kind of like understand what's, what's the struggle the person is going through. Now, exactly. is that, so, but what do you do like wh when you read this thing? Are you like reading people's future? Like, what are you doing? No, what? of course not. Uh, I like to read the people's uh, date of birth. Okay. So I pick five cards from their the birthday and um, I talk about their personality and some stuff, right? But like you said, the tarot is the journey. And in this case is the mad, uh, the, the, the loco, the crazy, uh, and it's his journey uh, to find freedom. And of course, in every step in this transformation, he's going through some hard stuff. Like he has to learn something. He has to learn uh, what are uh, his tools and how to use them and how to, um, I don't know, uh, figure out things in life uh, and in spiritual and in a spiritual way also and the way he choose so it's like the crazy in his journey of the freedom but it also shows you um i don't know the the parts of this journey right the chapters of this journey and people can relate with them because uh we are in this path too. We are in this uh, in this in this life too. So people connect with the card and they uh, assume the advice the card uh, give them. Right? Like uh, if you are in this situation, the card will the card will advise you this. Right? This is an essential thought, but it's not a 
close thought. It's very open, right? Very so open for, interpreten for interpretation yes, and very symbolic. Exactly, exactly. It's an interpretation. That's cool. Well, it's cool. It's cool. Very cool. People like it. People like it. I used to read uh, a lot to my friends and friends of friends, and and I began to be like uh, like the the witch of Fuencarral. <laughs> Fuencarral is my street. Oh yeah, you're the witch of your street. Is that yeah? Is that right? I am the witch of my street. <laughs> yes. Oh. All right. All right. Um. Wow. And. Okay, so what would you tell people? Let's say, not, now that we're talking about this, I, I, I don't think a lot of people know a lot about these uh, card reading situations. So let's say there's a person that wants to get their cards read while walking down the street. Like, what do you recommend them to do when seeking somebody to do that? I don't know. What do you mean? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't understand. Like, like I, it sounds like what you're doing is not like saying I'm going to read your future or anything like that. No, of course not. Because the people, uh, it's, it's how they leave the, situa the situation. But right now it's like um, what I'm dealing with. Uh, but right now it's like, right. I sh it's like I show you like, what right. are you doing right now? Because you can connect that. I, show, I told you what the card said. Mm -hmm. But you connect that. It's like you make yeah, the connection. In, it's in kind of like, like I, I may, I may be misunderstanding. But what I think you're saying is that you're not like telling people that you're gonna read their future or anything like that. You're most like you're you really. It's like more like reading your energy, not the future. It's more like reading your your energy right now. Yeah, and it feels like it's more like a, it, almost I would dare to say like your psychological energy to the point where like somebody's telling you kind of like how they're feeling about their lives, and then you, and then they kind of like project their unconscious mind into the cards, and then you can understand by looking at at what Carl Jung would say something like the shadow, like what it, what what is that thing that they're not seeing in themselves, mm -hmm. and through the cards, like through the symbolism of the cards. You can use that as a tool to allow people to put, to see that one thing, that, that blind spot that they're not exactly. seeing in, them, in themselves and using that blind spot as a way to like, hey, this is something you should pay attention to in your life right now. It's kind of like a therapy session. So yes, like, exactly. It's very therapeutic in that way because people uh, connect and express you know, and try to... Um, Take a make a conclusion at the end. It's like, oh, uh, I like this advice from this card. I think I have to do this. You know, they came. They be, they came with a conclusion, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like it. Sounds like yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah next time, fun. next time we meet, you should you should read my my cards. Yes. <laughs> but we we used to do it, right? I think we do it. We do it one time. I think we did it one time. I remember we, we did, did it. Yeah, one time, it yes. was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was. All right, Romina. It was lovely talking to you today. <laughs> we have to talk about other stuff like love and drugs. <laughs> All right. Okay. You me. Tell me. No, 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 no. It, it was a joke. It was a joke. Because I I think uh, drugs are your, uh, your theme too, right? Yes. So I am. Um, training in doing psychedelic assisted psychotherapy 
Wow. So specifically psychedelics and specifically psilocybin. And specific I love psychedelics. <laughs> and specifically in the use of uh, psychotherapy for the existentially distressed terminally ill cancer patients. That is something that I'm focusing on. And, and I really hope that it comes through that we can do this study I'll find out in the next few months. And, and if we do it, 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 I mean, we'll see what the data shows, but so far it's very promising. And, yeah. and it does seem to be helping people. Hopefully we can replicate this in a bigger study with very rigorous evidence. And wow. yeah, that's something that I am very much looking forward to. And I really, I'm, I'm really hopeful that it'll be a positive thing. Now it sounds like, you, you enjoy psychedelics yourself as well. Yeah. So like in what way? Let like, me ask you something. Uh, when you are in a session, um, I think you use symbols too, right? Because if you are in a psychedelic uh, mode, uh, it's like you can, you can see stuff, right? Yeah. So when, when somebody is going through a session, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff happening. First of all, there's a preparation. There's a, like two or three or even more sessions just to prepare the, per, the person for the experience of the uh, of taking the yeah, psychedelic. Yeah, you have to be prepared yeah. for that. Yeah, and then when they go and and actually we talk about this. There's this uh, with William Richards. He's a, a psychologist working in John Hopkins, the Center for Psychedelic and Consciousness Research, and and he, he talks about it like way more accurately and beautifully and technically than I could ever do. But what the purpose of this session is, is to, to some extent to get a mystical experience, at least in the setting yeah, of exactly. cancer patients. And in order to achieve this mystical experience, what you want to do is, first of all, you want to trust the therapist. You're going to be trusting this person. And that in itself can be hard because in general, it's a person that you just met. And then another thing you want to do is feel very comfortable. So the, 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 the places where these sessions take place tend to be very house-like. So it's going to look, it, it, it'll be the middle of the hospital, but it, it will look like a, a living room. Comfortable, right? Like, uh, like a comfortable living room and you'll be laying down in a couch and they're going to be, give you a blanket and both therapies. It's, we do it with two I would love to do that. Yeah, and we do it with two therapists. One of them's a male, one of them's a female in general. And and they're very they're, one of them is always with you throughout the eight hour sessions, just like sitting there with you. If you want water, they'll bring you water. Eight if you need hour to eat, sessions. You know? Wow. Yeah, exactly. And then and then they put some headphones in you, and then you get these headphones, and then you start listening to a pre uh, pre program playlist that it okay. is meant to guide you through the different stages of the experience of, uh, of having taken the psychedelic. So a lot of the time answering your question, you're mostly going to be quiet. And, and then when you aren't quiet, when you start talking, sometimes it'll be out of pure realizations and you really want to share those realizations with the, with the therapists. Sometimes you may be a little bit scared. You may be, yeah. you may be, or you may be saying whatever you want to be saying, but you may be saying that as a reaction to want to escape that thing that you wanted, that you, 
that ideally you want to deal with. Okay. So sometimes what will happen is that uh, your, your fear, whatever that fear is, or, or your unconscious shadows will kind of like come up and you will be very scared to like confront them or just yeah. be in, uh, 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 like just go to them. And, and that's what the therapist will encourage you to do to like, like they'll reassure you that you're okay. And, and they'll encourage you to go and, and do that thing. Like if suddenly like a huge snake comes and, and presents themselves in front of you, you want to go through the mouth of that snake and then turn around and look from the eyes of the snake and those kinds of things uh, in order to overcome that fear that is coming and, and shortly after overcoming that fear, what tends to happen is that people have a mystical experience. And when they do have that mystical experience, that is what is correlated with a significant reduction in depression or a significant reduction in anxiety. What that yeah. means in a, in a spiritual or esoterical way, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I can say right now. But what I can say is that it seems to be very helpful and I'm very much looking forward to be able to replicate it in, okay. in, in more patients because if it does show what is, has been showing, it has the potential to help a lot of people. And I would love to do that. But we'll, we, we have to do it the science way, you know? And, yeah, and exactly. Mm -hmm. Like very, um, you have to take care of the patient. But I think it's a very beautiful way to... Uh, I try to put myself in that situation and I think it will give me a, a lot of relief, right? That you can figure out some stuff and you can be, uh, and you can go free, right? It's like, um, maybe it helps with anxiety. I don't know. I think I, I, I visualize it in that way. And then you also wanted to talk about love. Love. Now, I put it in the questionnaire, but yeah. <laughs> because I think I'm in that journey, like to try to figure it out what uh, love really means, right? Mm -hmm. But what really means, how does it feel? How Who does love feel? That, right? Who can yes. tell you that? So like how, you how, have to go and figure it out and find it and try to do your best. And uh, I think it's not an easy concept. I think it's more harder than we can imagine. So I'm trying to go through and try to understand love in like an absolute, right? Like you can have, a, like you can be so open uh, that you feel love in a very open way, like very absolute way, like the comprehension of God, like very, very, very open. I try to go there and not to be uh, in a, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I, in terms of society, what love is, right? I, I have, I, I have this need to go further and you know, break all the rules of love, right? Like remove break all the, the rules. rules. What do you mean uh, break all the rules? More like that is like uh, remove all the labels, like break the, I don't know, the cages of love, right? The and remove the labels, right? Mm. Try to figure out a love in a in a very pure feeling, right? Like very love of I mean in everything in every way, like 
for nature, for animals, for people, for everything that's around us, like uh, the universe. It's try to see love like a, like a very beautiful order in life. You know, um, you said a lot of a lot of things there, and and this the words that stuck with me the most uh, is that you're trying to comprehend it, that you're trying that you're seeking, and and then you're trying to do like to comprehend the absolute, like that in itself is a sort of paradox, right? Because exactly, if, if you're thinking about to comprehend something. You're, it, it, it seems to me that you're thinking about the mind and it seems to me and if you're thinking about the mind then it's impossible to comprehend something absolutely because the mind the, deconstructs everything and you need to separate multiple things in order for you to be able to speak about it or think about it right like you need if you want to think about a piece of cloth or a table you have to know what it is that is not a table. And then you just yeah. think of the table. If you want to speak about tomatoes, you got to like, you're separating the world from the tomatoes in order to like focus our attention on that specific thing. So I feel like if you're talking about something that is absolute, it, it can be thought. It's impossible yeah, it can to be, think. It has to be a state, right? A state. Like yeah. you, have, you can be in a state of love and... I don't know yeah. if I can say happiness, no, because life is hard in some ways, but uh, if you can, of course, it's not only the mind, but you have to be very open and, and in the way you uh, learn some stuff, you can break that learn from before and go, I don't know. The other thing that you say is seeking. And seeking. Yeah, that you talk about seeking, and you you've ta talked a lot about seeking through this. Yes, I'm obsessed with that. Maybe uh, uh, maybe it's too much, but I'm obsessed. I, I'm really obsessed with that. Like I have to be, I see myself like a sailor. Like I have to go deep. I have to sail. I like that. I really like that. I really you know, like that. Like the meanings. I need to be the meanings very deep, right? Very deep. I can. Uh, I don't accept concepts very close. I, I like to be very open about that. It's not a. It's not easy because you can confuse. If I talk about in terms of love, you can confuse them with. Um, I don't know. Open love, right? No, I'm trying to see as I'm seeking for the meaning of love and how to stay be how to live in a state of love and connect, right? Uh, so, that, so, so, that's, so, so then it comes back to the seeking, how to do this, how to be there, like how, how do I look for that answer? And that reminds me of, so there was, I was in Quito once and I met with this Buddhist monk, well, this, she wasn't a monk, she was a Buddhist practitioner, a Zen Buddhist practitioner, but she was also, uh, very old. I think she was in her nineties, and yeah. and I think she she was. Uh, I think she escaped World War Two. She originally was from Austria, and she was. I, I went there. I went there too. She was really amazing. Oh, you know her, like uh, Vera 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 Gun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think I was kind of like 
looking to, so, to, to something similar because it reminds me of what I said to her in the sense that I was like in this search of like in this search, in this search, in this search. And, and she asked me to draw, uh, like she gave me a piece of paper and she said, draw whatever you want. And I drew uh, like, a, like, a, like a mountain and a hill and a road and a guy going through that road. And, and then she said, okay, that's kind of pretty. We'll and, then, and then she said, what, what is this person missing? What, what, what does this person... Uh, Looking for. What, is, what, what do they need to succeed in what they're wanting to do? And, and I drew a, play, um, a pair of glasses in this person. And then she asked me, why, why do you do that? And I said, well, I think that this person needs to find a way to see what is missing. Like, uh, like they need to see what, is, what they need to find. Fuck me. Like, 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 like the truth, you know? And, and then she said, well, that's your problem. That's your problem. And, and I said, what, what do you mean? Why? And, yeah, and, and she said, well, the problem, Christian, is that you're trying to see instead of just seeing. Okay. I'm being. Mm -hmm. yeah. Does, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly, of course. I'm trying to do that, but I think I, I need the mind too, right? I need the mind to, to recognize that what I'm looking for and try to live also, try to be there, try to feel it, not only to know it and instead feel it and being there, right? What I can say it's an exercise is, too. say it again. It's an exercise too, like to be there, feel yeah. it, live in it and recognize when you are living it. It's like stop your mind. Sometimes you have to stop your mind and feel it and being there right it's part am, of it's uh, it's like a they go together the mind and the heart they have to go and then it's, it's not a competition but they go together yeah they're you. a team they're a team yeah exactly a team really good team <laughs> yeah. i had an amazing time talking with you i'm still having an amazing time talking with you right now thank you me yeah. too I was really afraid. I'm so sorry if I was so nervous that I began to talk like crazy, but <laughs> sometimes I couldn't find the words, you know, because I don't know, I'm not used to, to I don't know, to talk like this. It's, it would be more easier to me in Spanish, but, or more, more fluently, but thank you. Thank you. I'm so sorry. For... No, don't be sorry. This was like, this was a beautiful conversation and I do appreciate you did it in English. I know that Spanish would be so much easier to you. Yeah. I just prefer doing it in English because I feel like more people can listen to it, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Spanish, and we're... you're in New York. Of course. It's like, of course you have to do it. I understand it. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. I know this, this wasn't, very easy to for, for you yeah thank yeah. you thank you okay i'll see you soon <laughs>